Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. That noise you hear is the Model X reveal event. I am here. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode 10, the Model X reveal event recap. This is October 4th of 2015, and as you heard at the top, I was indeed at Tesla. At uh, can't quite call it the Tesla factory because it was actually at an adjacent building, The apparently I'm told the former Solyndra building, just, just uh, down the street from the actual Tesla factory, but I was there, it was a heck of a night. Uh, I recorded the whole thing uh, I, with me chiming in a little bit here and there. So uh, if you'd like to hear that, that's actually coming up next. But if you don't, just skip ahead about, uh, well, 26 minutes from when this little segment ends and from when uh, you start hearing Elon speak. So just skip ahead 26 minutes if you don't want to hear that or already heard it. But uh, yeah, I was there. It was a heck of a night. It was a long night, I will say. It was... Uh, it was I got there, I tried to get there early, there was a good line of cars to get in. I'll tell you what, I, I had just been thinking a few days prior to that too, like, oh, you know, it's, I don't see many signature red Model S's anymore. And it's not that there are any fewer of them or that they're any rarer, but it's just that they're, they're, they're the same number of signature S's there always was. The difference is between now and, you know, two to th almost three years ago is that back then, if I saw a Model S, there was, there was pretty good odds that it was going to be a signature red because it was going to be a signature series. Now I see Model S's every day and, you know, the odds of them, they're only what? Let's see, 1,000, 1,200 of them in the U.S. out of however many S's are running around the U.S. at this point, 50 plus thousand of them. So, uh, but yeah, the point being that parking lot <laughs> for the Model X reveal event that was the place to go and see signature red cars. If you had not seen it or hadn't seen one in a while, it was it was uh, good to see them out, man. There's just a, a ton of Model S's in the parking lot. Even one BMW i8 in the parking lot randomly, but it was a good time. It was definitely loud, definitely packed. Uh, Elon made us wait quite a while. Some people on the internet were super upset about that. I was expecting that. Not that that necessarily makes it any better, but at least I was sort of prepared for it. But I do think that... Yeah, Elon, I mean, by the time they'd said, you know, doors open at 7, arrive by 7.30, presentation at 8, I don't think, Elon didn't come on till I think, 9? Maybe even, might have even been a little later than that, but uh, for the next thing, which I presume will be the Model 3 reveal event in uh, what Elon has said is March, which I very much hope to be at, it could be a little more on time. <laughs> I, would not, I would not be upset if it was a little more on time, but it was a good time. Uh, so right now, let me go ahead and go to Elon's presentation, which I recorded from the crowd. You can hear him pretty good. I ran it through some audio filters to make sure. And again, just skip ahead 26 minutes if you don't want to hear it. And hey, if you were there and want to leave your impressions uh, of the event, or if you weren't there and want to ask me a question about some something about being at the event, give a ring to my new... Uh, call in line, courtesy of Life on Record. The toll-free number is one 989 tsla That's one 989 8752 Or you can Skype to Life on Record, too. So, again, here's Elon's spiel. 
from the Model X reveal event, and if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead 26 minutes, and then I've got a lot more to talk about. And here comes Elon Musk. He's on the stage. see anything from where I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just look at other people's screens. <laughs> It's uh, sort of a you know a rough reference point. It's 
And, and what it actually means is it, it describes the, the probability of a serious injury in a high-speed accident. So you start off with sort of two star, three star, four star, five star, and they, they, they go down in, um, in, in five percent increments. So a, a four star would be a 15 percent probability of injury in a, in a high-speed accident. Uh, five star would be 10 percent. Uh, hypothetically, if there was a six star, it would be at five percent. Uh, and we've been able to get with Model X uh, or an expected rating of about six and a half percent. And so let me explain how we how we get to uh, such a low probability of injury. And it goes to the design of the car and the fundamental architecture. So starting off with the, the, the frontal uh, sort of what, what happened in, in, a, in a frontal uh, crash. So this is where most uh, where most injuries and deaths occur is in a frontal frontal crash. And normally with uh, with a gasoline car, you've got a large steel engine block in front. And so in a high-speed impact, that engine block compresses into the capacitor compartment and obviously causes uh, damage to the people that are sitting there. With the um, model X, there is no such no such thing. So um, we, we have a small electric motor that's down low by the battery pack. And the net effect is that you've got a much larger uh, distance for the crumple zone. So it, uh, it's really taking impact energy is about force over distance. And if you've got a longer distance, uh, you, you, you can actually distribute that force um, over that longer distance and have a, a better deceleration and not impact the cabin. So uh, in the case of the frontal, the frontal zone, you've got uh, it, it's, it's something that's equivalent of like if you were to jump out of a tall building into a pool, um, it's going to be jumping into a pool or a pool with a rock in it. So the, you don't want a pool with a rock in it. So then going on to a side, uh, side impact, um, the, the Model S and the Model X uh, are about half of the next best in the SUV class. So, The side pull protrusion um, is only 215 millimeters in the in the Model X, um, and that's compared to the next best uh, SUV, which is about double that number. Um, and let's see what that looks like in the picture. So this is what it looks like for the side. This is the actual side pull test for the Model X uh, compared to the next best SUV in the world. <laughs> This is the difference between life and death. This is a really big difference. So, and then, look, now let's look at the rollover uh, number. So, the Model X, uh, because it has a low center of mass with the battery pack and the floor fan, uh, has half the rollover propensity of any SUV or minivan. So the probability of a rollover injury is substantially reduced. And you can see this in the architecture. We start with the pack. Um, and that, that pack provi it provides a stiffening member for the whole car. It provides a very uh, strong foundation for the whole car, lowering the center of mass um, and serving as a load transfer medium to the rest of the vehicle. So, uh, whereas a, a, a gasoline car really just has thin corrugated sheet metal at, at the base and can't transfer the load in the side impact. Um, so, we'll just show you the rest of the car building up. 
see the motors and the chassis. It gives you a sense for the core architecture of the car. Now, of course, the, the, the best uh, protection is not to get into an accident at all. So the Model X comes standard with active safety, which includes uh, automatic emergency braking and, and side, collision, uh, uh, side collision avoidance. So the car will actually use the camera and the radar to automatically brake before there's an accident. And it will use the ultrasonic sensors around the side of the car to steer you away from the side collision. And these are active all the time. And it's just a standard feature of the car. Now the third thing, which is sort of topical, uh, is, is uh, air safety. Now we, we designed the car well before recent events. So, so it just happens, just happens to, you know, this recent events have um, illustrated the importance of, of air safety. Um, and we have with the Model X the first, uh, the first true HEPA filter in a car. So, we, and, and, and why, why is it important to have a, a particular filter? Why is it important to have a, a, a gas filter in a car? Um, it's because this translates to a real, a real change in life expectancy. So these, these are the most conservative numbers we could find on the internet. Like the most conservative. They go way worse than this. This is basically the least bad thing that would happen if you can live in these cities. So, and I'm just taking a look at the filters themselves. I want to show you just how much of a difference this is. The, 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 top, the top one is our primary air filter. The, the one on the left and bottom is our secondary air filter. The one on the right is a normal car air filter. I think we've got some of those here. So, this is, this is what a normal car filter looks like. It's really, really quite small. Um, this is the this is the primary air filter of the Model X. This is the second this is the secondary air filter. Our secondary air filter is bigger than the primary air filter of a typical car. So the and, and not, not only is it ten times larger area, but the, the quality of the filter is greater. So that translates to a, a several hundredfold improvements in the filtration capability. It is 300 times better at filtering bacteria, 500 times better at allergens, 700 times better at citrus smog, and 800 times better at filtering viruses. And, and this is on a bad day. So this is the minimum passive grade, which when it's just operating at its worst. So that in addition to, to the, the particle filters, we have three layers of of active carbon. So we've got uh, one universal absorbent layer, that's the initial layer. Um, then we've got another activated carbon layer that's meant for acid gases, and another one for alkaline gases. The, the net effect of, of the uh, air filtration system uh, is that you have air cleanliness levels which are comparable to a hospital operating room in the car. <laughs> I suspect this will make it over to S at some point too, I would have to guess. And, and in fact, when the car is operating, when the car is operating at its uh, at, at maximum capability, so if, if, if you sort of press max, max capability in the car, 
we can't even detect uh, any viruses or bacteria or spores. So it's like zero come through. So if, if, if there's ever if, if there's ever sort of a apocalyptic scenario of some kind, hypothetically, you just press the bioweapon defense mode button. This is a real button. and detect that I am moving towards the, the front door. It will open the front door without me touching anything. I will sit down and it will close the door. Like an invisible shopper. Get out of here. Here's the surprise that he was talking about the whole time. Scenario, but something that we worked very hard on is uh, a, a windshield that's a panoramic windshield. So it comes up and over and feels like a helicopter cockpit when you're driving. Unbelievable possibility. Uh, and uh, it's, it's really, it's transformative in the driving experience. So you really, when you do the test, test drives later tonight, you'll see what I mean. It really, really makes a difference. And then, in addition to that, we also have a, um, it's, just, it's a small feature, but an important one. It's the ability to blind holster your phone. So, this, this is like one of those things where you, it's small, but it's important. Uh, instead of having to fiddle with a bunch of wires to uh, plug in your phone, you can basically take it out of your pocket and blind holster it. It'll automatically fit, and there are adapters for every variant of popular phone. Basically, just press the 
button. The seats will go forward, and I can step directly in. It's also important that if, if you have, say, a child seat here, that instead of having to sort of cantilever uh, your, your kid um, out in front, sort of put them basically into a small hole, um, you, you can actually just stand right here. You can actually step into the car if you want. You can just put your child down in the child seat. It makes a huge difference in terms of your back strain and comfort. So, those, those are the two functional reasons, and, uh, and it also looks cool. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the Falcon and Doors. And, uh, obviously, the question with the doors is, so how do they fit in tight spaces? Well, we'll show you. Let's bring out the cars. Standard gas powered Honda minivan. And an Audi SUV. So, so the scenario we're going to show you here is if you've ever been in a parking lot and someone parked real close. <laughs> it's like the DeLorean, it only needs a foot, right? Yeah. yeah. Just like the DeLorean. Is, I don't know if you can see well here, but there's only about uh, a few inches separating the side mirrors um, on each side of the car. So we're going to open the pump point doors where there's barely enough room to squeeze between the, the two cars.
But I go, I go with some, some, an, an aperture that was more functional than the many man door, and I think, I think the team has succeeded. So I think it's, it's, it's the best. <laughs> Tesla is selling a lot of Model X's right now. What it's like in a garage. Right now. So what it's like if, if it's tight from a size standpoint, or what if you have a low garage? That's one of the most common questions I get about the Model X. The car actually automatically senses what the roof height is. So there are ultrasonic sensors in the, in the roof of the car that calculate the roof height and automatically compute a new opening mark depending upon what the height of the ceiling is and what the side obstacles are. <laughs> <laughs> we actually developed uh, a new uh, ultrasonic sensor that's able to do sonar through metal. So in order to avoid having uh, a pump, uh, which is ordinarily needed for, uh, for, for ultrasonic sensors, uh, we thought that the aesthetics of the pump would, would not be good to be in the, because it would have to be in the center of the door. So we actually developed um, an ultrasonic sensor that can literally see through metal. Maybe talk a little bit more about the second row seats. So normally second row seats in a car don't get a lot of love. Uh, so let's let's see show you what second row seats typically look like in a car. So that's sort of what that what second row seats normally look like. But when we're, particularly when you open something and it's silhouetted uh, as it does with the knock-going door, it, it tends to create a halo around the seat. So we put a lot of effort into creating a beautiful seat. And um, not only is the seat, I think, uh, probably the best looking second seat, so it's a, it's a relative, uh, in, ever, but it actually provides more functionality because you, um, you have a flat floor and you can uh, stow uh, if, if something. So if you've got a backpack or a laptop or, or a handbag, you can, st you can stow that under the seat instead of having it at your feet. So it actually provides uh, utility as well as aesthetics. All right. And speaking of utility, let's see what the, mod what the Model X can really carry. coming on stage towing a towing a mobile home. So Molex is capable of uh, towing 5,000 pounds. So 5,000 pounds while carrying seven people and quite a lot of luggage.
Signature red. Yep. All right, so it's got a tow uh, hitch. Something that we developed with for the Model X is, like, let's say you want to carry skis, bikes, um, and uh, you want to do that quickly and easily. Uh, we made an accessories hitch uh, that can be put on by a kid in approximately 10 seconds. <laughs> Thank you. So the accessories can carry uh, up to four bikes or up to six sets of skis. And you can close the trunk and have full functionality of the rest of the car. Probably keeps the aerodynamics better when it's not on top of the car as well. It's behind the car. Yeah. Skis and snowboards. Both. And then the final element, of course, is performance. Uh, so the even the standard version of the uh, Model X uh, has quite high performance. So it's got the standard version 90D's got uh, 257 mile range, all-wheel drive, of course, um, and it gets to 60 miles an hour in 4.8 seconds. And then the P90D ludicrous mode. Uh, I mean, this goes so fast as wrong. Do uh, zero to sixty. And this is an SUV. And it'll do zero to sixty in three point two seconds. So with that, let me, uh, let's, let's hand over the first production cars. It was fantastic to be there. There was a real energy in the room. Just obviously, it's a room full of Tesla fanatics. It was great to see. Saw a lot of Tesla t-shirts. I saw one guy wearing a, a cool t-shirt from uh, that he, I guess, had made up. I don't know if he was a Tesla employee, because there were definitely Tesla employees running around with, uh, with either their, their... Somehow they identified as, you know, Tesla production team or assembly team, whatever it was. One guy had a shirt I really got a kick out of. If you watch the HBO show Silicon Valley this past season, the, uh, the billionaire guy, 
uh, who <laughs> says, uh, I need, I need doors that, that, I can't have doors that open like this, and he makes normal door motions. I need doors that open like this, and he, you know, puts his arms up and down like scissor doors or going doors. And the, the shirt was, was a, a front illustration of a Model X with its doors open that says, uh, you know, doors that open like this. So I thought that was, that was awesome. But uh, I want to say congratulations to Tesla Motors for shipping what is the first mass-produced gullwing slash falcon wing doored car since my beloved DeLorean, which last left a production line in 1983. I, I love that history will link my two favorite car companies in that very small but certainly significant way. And, and before you write in, by the way, notice I said mass-produced, because you're probably thinking, oh, there was the AMG, the Mercedes, the, the SLS, the new goal, the new Mercedes going. Uh, you know, that, of course, was the other most prominent gullwing doored car between the DeLorean and the Model X, but that was limited production. Uh, you'll never see them. You, you rarely see them, uh, and even here around the Bay Area. And, uh, in fact, I went and looked it up on Wikipedia. Mercedes slash AMG only built, there were 1,837 of them built for the U.S. Uh, I, could, I didn't see any European or international figures, but... So that, that's, and that's over five years. So that doesn't count as mass produced. Those things were hand done, limited run. And the DeLorean was mass produced. The first year of production, 1981 for the DeLorean, there were over 6,000 of the 9,000 DeLoreans built. And then it was, you know, 82, they, it was, they started to run into, run into the, of course, the legal problems. And the 83s were just, uh, the, the 1983 model DeLoreans were actually assembled in the United States uh, with after, I won't get into the history, but they were basically, they took all the half assembled cars and all the parts and assembled them and those the 83s. But the DeLorean was mass produced and the Model X certainly will be. It's not yet, there are only six of them in the wild so far. But nevertheless, I do want to congratulate Tesla for bringing back the Gullwing slash Falcon Wing door. Um, it was really fun to be in the same room as Elon. It's only the second time I've ever been able to say that. I, I, again, I mentioned at the top, I love the energy in the room. I love seeing going, just seriously seeing, I know, I, I know you guys are probably sick of me talking about this already, but it, the DeLorean meant so much to me. And one of my favorite things about it was the going doors. They're just so elegant and so, so much easier, so much more convenient. I've talked about how you can just park right next to a wall or another car if there's some, and you don't have to worry about it. You can get in easily every single time. And the Falcon Wings are a really, really brilliant iteration on Gull Wings. Um, it was tough to tell. The other thing I liked, my other favorite thing about the X, besides the Falcon Wings, was uh, it, even though it was tough to tell indoors under the weird event lighting, and you know I didn't get a test ride, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, but so I couldn't really see. You know, I, I wasn't able to be in the car outside. But uh, I love the never-ending windshield. The, the, that windshield that just slopes up, 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 and straight to the Falcon Wings. It is beautiful. I did, I did get to sit in Elon's car, which was the only one that they had out that you could sit in. And gosh, I guess when you're, I guess when you're Elon and you have limitless funds and you own the company, you don't care about literally thousands of people pawing and clawing at your car. That thing, I'm sure, got scratched up and got, I mean, it was covered in fingerprints and God knows what else. And I, I almost, I kind of feel bad for him, but he's Elon. He'll just, he'll get, he can get it refinished and, and everything buffed out and cleaned up. But 
Um, the other thing that really impressed me, just as on a personal level, Elon's car is black on black, black paint, dark wheels, the dark 22-inch turbines. Uh, it, and it has the white interior, the white leather. It's gorgeous. Well, I guess it's synthetic, right? That's that's what we've we've learned that it's not actually leather. It's a synthetic, which presumably is to keep it cleaner and keep from maybe from uh, jeans and things, you know, discoloring, rubbing off, and dyeing the the white. But the white looks gorgeous, and it it totally looks and feels exactly like leather. I totally want it. I totally want that on my signature Model Three. Now I have a four year old who, granted, would be six or seven by the time. Uh, the Model 3 rolls around, so we'll, we'll see. I, it might not be a, end up being a good idea to get the white, but I'll just look for feedback from, from those of you who get this white synthetic in your signature Model Xs. But as to the things I didn't like about the event, uh, no media test rides. The sort of prominent media, which I understand I am totally not. I was lucky to be invited. You know, I've covered the car. I do this podcast. But the it was the, the Wireds and the Jalopniks and the... I don't know who else, the, the road and track, the car and drivers, those guys were actually invited earlier in the day to go drive the cars and shoot them and get really up close with them and get some one-on-one time. But the rest of us sort of lower tier media uh, at the event on that night, we were. I asked multiple people because I didn't want to give up. There were no test rides, uh, which was a shame, but I get it. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't going to throw a fit about that. The other thing I was really disappointed in, that, that this, I just don't understand how this goes. I mean, unless, unless there just literally are six cars that are considered finished, and those were all the cars handed off to the founders and were used for test rides, but there were no vehicles to look at up close at the event besides Elon's, and which, of course, that was mobbed the entire time. I mean, I literally... I sort of, I had to wait probably, once I got on, there was a line to get on the stage to go look at Elon's car. And then from that, I kind of had to wait. It was sort of an honor system thing. It probably took me 10 or 15 minutes just to get a chance to sit in the second row for two minutes. But I, uh, yeah, I, it was disappointing that it would have been nice to have, you know, four, five, six other cars around, parked around the event space so that people could spread out and see different maybe interior configurations because there were you know there were signature reservation holders here people that need to make decisions about the the large amount of money that they're spending uh i will say the ones that were there that were delivered the founders cars the six of them uh, i i didn't think the x looked good in gray there was one one of the six was gray uh, Elon's was black. I thought it looked fantastic in the blue. It's the same new blue that the S has. And I thought Elon's in all black looked really cool. Now, Elon didn't mention, he sort of mentioned the standard model as the 90D, so that led to people going, wait a second, what happened to the 70D? Uh, so he, Elon didn't mention it there, but he did tweet afterwards that it's coming later, and he in fact followed up even after that. He said, quote, something like a 70 will be out in about a year, about 12 months were his words. So, uh, And then for all the talk about safety, there was no mention at the event of autopilot. For instance, even just so far as to say autopilot will, the full autopilot suite is going to ship on every Model X, which I hope will happen. But we did not, he did not say, talk anything about autopilot. 
As for, and then what I'm undecided on, I think a lot of you probably are gonna guess what I'm gonna say if you've looked at the car in video or in pictures on the Tesla site. I'm undecided on the front end. Uh, it, it looks odd because we're not used to seeing car front ends like that. We're used to seeing, you know, ev every car ever pretty much has had to have uh, an air intake in the front end to cool the engine. And the, of course, the X doesn't need that. It's an electric vehicle. So uh, I, it looks odd in white. There was one white car there and it's just very, very, just a whole lot of white paint up front. However, uh, I, since I couldn't get a test ride, I hung around outside and stood behind the fence of the, uh, the makeshift track they had set up. And I just watched the cars come around as they did laps. And I think it's growing on me. I think I'm gonna like it once I see it in daylight. Uh, the red, both, both reds, the Sig red and the, the Tesla multi-coat red, and the blue, uh, the black. I think the front end, the nose is gonna grow on me, but they did indeed get rid of the nose cone. All this time that we've been seeing these uh, mules running around, they've had, most of them have had their front ends wrapped. Tesla did manage to keep that that uh, elimination of the nose cone secret until this event. And it definitely, in a read through the Tesla Motors Club forum, it has it is polarizing. People are definitely split on it, and I totally understand that. I Yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. I was put off by it because, again, I just think it's an unfamiliarity. Not used to seeing it, but... I think it's I think it's gonna grow on me. Uh, so Elon kept true to his word, by the way. He always said the production vehicle should be better than the prototype. Some people might argue that parts of it weren't, such as the second row seats not folding flat, and the you know some people might not like the 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 nose coneless front. But generally speaking, as far as the features, it is definitely better than the than the prototype. The self-opening and closing front doors. I thought that was a hoot. Uh, I totally want it, even though it's probably just the... I mean, if we're being serious, that's a, that's a pretty silly feature. The, you, don't, you don't need that. That is a parlor trick, but nevertheless, a cool one. Uh, the, this, another surprise, the bioweapon defense mode, which was, you know, Tesla's humor at work, which is their... Again, their humor way of, of just talking about what is this gigantic HEPA filter, this air filter that's supposed to make the interior hospital operating room level clean. It will, it will suss out bacteria, viruses, dust, dirt, pollens, everything. Which, I mean, that's cool. I mean, if you're, you know, you spend a lot of time in your car and that's not an insignificant thing to have nice clean air in, your, in the cabin of your car. And then... The other thing you could count as a surprise that's better than the prototype, even though the, it had been revealed a bit through the design studio ahead of time, that windshield, that just never-ending windshield is looks incredible, even just from, again, sitting in it, sitting in Elon's car, under the lights, indoors. That is going to be spectacular on a sunny blue sky day. Uh, now, the other th this leads you to believe, too, it leads to a discussion of, well, which features from the X are probably going to make their way over to the S? And four of them jumped out at me. Number one, I would say, is the one is that's the least likely, but, but possible, is the nose cone. 
you know, everyone's expecting a Model S refresh, design refresh to happen at some point in the not too distant future. And so it's very possible that the nose cone could go if they refresh the, uh, the Model S in order to, to sort of give it the closer family resemblance to the X and bring it, you know, the, the S is from 2012 now and we're, we're almost through 2015. So look for, it, it's entirely possible that the nose cone could go and that we might have the full painted front end for the S. Now the other three things that I think are more likely I'll go, I'll go from least likely all the way up to almost what I would think is almost guaranteed. Uh, I think the ventilated cooled seats that the X has, that's, uh, oh, I went the wrong way. That's, I think, that one I think is, that's the near lock. I think that'll definitely happen. There's no reason why they wouldn't put those seats in the S and offer that as an option. I mean, it just it would make all the sense in the world to do so. I, I would expect that to happen fairly soon. And then... Uh, this air filter, this HEPA air filter and the bioweapon defense mode, you know, it's a button in the UI on the X. I think there's a good chance if they can physically uh, find room in the S, which presumably it would be somewhere... Because uh, apparently in the X, according to the illustration on, on Tesla's site, it's sort of mounted um, between, you know, right at the, the rear of the frunk, uh, uh, just ahead of, you know, behind the dashboard. So perhaps it, one could go there for the S and that the, the S will get the same killer air filter setup because it's actually two. It's the, the giant one the, that's seriously like eight times the size of a, of a standard one as Elon demonstrated on stage. And then there's the secondary air, air filter too. I have no idea where that one goes, but presumably you could find room for that in the S as well. And then the final thing I think could, could very well make it to the S We'll see, I said this one's more 50-50, would be those self-opening and closing doors that triangulate your position with the key and open for you. You sit in the seat and it closes for you. I think there's probably a 50-50 shot that could find its way to the S2 as some sort of, you know, I wonder if that would be a just a, a separate monetized option would be the uh, auto, auto opening and closing doors for $1,000 or whatever. Um, I will say... Overall, I heading into this event, I was just excited to be there. If if you'd asked me ahead of time, I've always said if, if you gave me the choice between the S and the X, I mean I can't afford either one, but I would take the S 10 out of 10 times. I've never liked SUVs, I've never liked crossovers, they've never really done anything for me. But part of me was caught up in the event, but I will say all the X's cool toys made me want it. It made me want it. Um, I, and I admit that those Falcon wings are a big part of it for me. It was just, it, seeing them up close too, was just like, it kind of, again, it, it reminded me of the DeLorean and it just brought me back to a, to a happier time when I had my dream car in my garage. But, um, I do, again, I, I have to I say at every show, but you guys with X reservations, you're going to love your Falcon wing doors. I promise you that. I, and I think after that event, I know there was some mixed reaction to it online from the chatter I saw. And even in the mainstream press, I mean, a lot of the, the enthusiast outlets were very, uh, very high on the event, but so there were some, some other uh, non-sort of automotive outlets that were, that were kind of a little miffed by it and a little sort of uh, half and half on it. But I think that Tesla sold a lot of Model Xs that night. I really do. 
So uh, again, give me a call with your reaction to it. If you were there, if you've, uh, what you thought of it, if you've got a question about what it was like to be there, or again, if you were there, I want to share your, your, your thoughts and impressions from, from being in the room. Give me a ring, toll free, thanks to Life on Record. The number is one 989 tsla Now, uh, I was going to end the show there. I had my, my show all prepped, my, my planner all set to go. And then Elon went on a Twitter barrage. He dropped a couple, well, one thing I think is a bombshell, and then a few other interesting tidbits. So Elon took to Twitter at the end of the week here. In fact, it's here over the weekend. And just almost unprompted. So someone tweeted him saying, quote, and this is a very innocuous tweet, right? He said, this person said, not going to lie, I'd sell my soul to Elon Musk for, for one, meaning uh, referencing a Model X. Please tell me the Model 3 crossover, meaning the, you know, the, the, uh, cro- the crossover variant, uh, not the sedan. Please tell me the Model 3 crossover will have these doors. Elon chose to reply to this person and said, quote, there will be a Model 3 and a Model Y, which I presume the Model Y is referencing the Model 3 crossover. He says, there will be a Model 3 and a Model Y. One of the two will, meaning have Falcon wing doors. Whoa, whoa. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the clock here, Elon. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, you just casually dropped that on Twitter. Dude, hang on a second. Now, I will say, I'm not surprised that Elon is going to use Falcon Wings again because he's already solved the engineering problem, right? So that that part is done, and he likes them. So uh, that makes sense. But announcing that they'll be on, on one of what is likely Tesla's next two vehicles, that's a surprise, and that's awesome. Now, again, speaking personally, I want it to be on Model 3, of course, uh, very, very badly, because that's what I'm buying. I just, I, again, I've never been an SUV, CUV person. I can't wait more years, you know, another two to three years after Model 3 for a car. I've, I, I'm going to be ready to move as soon as Model 3 hits. Again, I'm, I'm aiming for a signature. That's got to be my car. But uh, I suspect he's probably referring to the Model Y, to the crossover, because... The three has to be simpler because the company has to get the car out. The Gigafactory is tied to it. The whole point of the company, phase three of the three-phase plan is Model 3, is getting it out. The competitors are starting to nip at Tesla's heels. Uh, and Elon has said that it's, it's going to be a simpler car because of the fact that they need to get it out. They can't have an X-like situation where they just get down this rabbit hole of weird engineering, of, of sort of creating problems, creating solutions for problems that, that don't exist. So I suspect that the Falcon Wings are probably going to go on the Model Y. And I'm guessing it'll just be implemented exactly like it is on the X, regular front doors and Falcon Wings in the rear. But it's not out of the question that it could be the three. It could go one of two ways. Now, it, the three sedan, it could have two large Falcon wings that open up the entire driver or passenger side. It's never been done on a production car, which is probably music to Elon's ears, but it's been done on concept cars, a number of them in the past. I did a Google image, image search, and one of the cars that came up 
was Tesla lead designer Franz von Holzhausen, his own Mazda Ryuga from when he was at Mazda. Uh, or the other way they could do this, and I know you, you guys are going to just chuckle and hopefully not turn off the show because I'm going to mention DeLorean again, but the DeLorean, John DeLorean, the DeLorean Motor Company's next car after the DMC-12, which is the DMC-12, if you're not aware, that is the, the DeLorean that we know today, the only car they made. The next car, had the company survived, was going to be a four-door gullwing sedan that was codenamed the Medusa. That would have been a real thing that DeLorean would have made. And as you can probably picture why it would have been called Medusa, because the f it would have had four individual gullwing doors that went all up could have looked like, you know, the snakes on top of Medusa's head, these four gullwings. So, uh... It's, you know, I could see, I could see that implementation working for, if you did the front, if you sort of, um, if you did the, you know, the front Falcon Wing standard, sort of, you know, with the, the larger, you know, the door, the window comes down and the, the, the larger part of the door is the, the, toward the front of the car. And then if you flipped that, it could work for the rear so that, there's, you know, so that the, the larger part of the door, so that it's sort of the, a mirror image. The door itself, the Falcon door is a mirror image of the front door. It could work. Uh, and I just, I so want it to be the Model 3, to be the one with Falcon wings. That would just be, that would to me, which matters to none of you, but to me that would say that this is like, that Tesla and I are sort of, that it's in the stars for me to have, for me to have this car. If it would have that, crazy of a link to my 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 one-time dream car the car that i had for 12 years uh but we'll see i i so we know that falcon wings are gonna be on another tesla vehicle it's just a question of if it's the three the sedan or if it's the model y which is the crossover now also is this the first time model y has been thrown around before but i don't know if elon has ever used it in any sort of official capacity to say uh, to, to refer to it as, to refer to the Model 3 crossover as the Model Y. That, that may not, I know he's used Model Y before because they've, they've wanted to do the Model S, E, X, Y to, to have, have sexy. And then of course we couldn't have Model E, uh, and Model Y had been thrown around before, but anyway. And then you'll have Model R, the next generation roadster, sexier. Anyway, uh... Elon wasn't done on Twitter, by the way. He was on fire. He mentioned, for those of you, that this has been a long-standing question for the Model X with because of those Falcon wings. Well, what about a roof rack? He said there will be a roof rack option that is suction-cupped on, and it will take up one side of the car. So you'll be able to get one Falcon wing open, but not both. And Elon guarantees it will hold your... It will hold up to 140 miles per hour. He also mentioned, the other thing he mentioned that's of, of note, that addresses some people's concerns, is, well, what about storage pockets in those big Falcon wing doors? You can have stuff falling out. Well, he said that there are storage pockets in the Falcon wings with rubber lining in them to make sure your stuff doesn't fall out. So, slowly but surely, Elon clarifying things, dropping little bombshells, and... Boy, what a week. <laughs> what a week for Tesla stuff. My goodness. 
I, I wonder if, you'd think next week's got to be quiet, right? Next week's going to have to be a quiet week. So on that note, I'm going to save, I've got a few phone calls it, queued up, but I'm going to save them for next week in the, in the I'm going to bank on the, I'm going to bank on the likeliness that next week is a pretty quiet week. So uh, let me come right back, do a couple of plugs, remind you a couple things, and then I will get on out of here. That's it for this week's show. Uh, I hope you didn't mind the, me throw, including the Elon presentation in the show this week. I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, what would be the best listener service? How many of my listeners would have watched the stream? Certainly not a lot of people got to be there. So I don't know. I hope you found it useful. If not, I gave you the instruction of how far to skip ahead. So hopefully that wasn't too annoying. Uh, if so, I apologize, but it was kind of a one-time deal. Anyway, follow me on Twitter, at DMC underscore Ryan, and if it won't fit into 140 characters, you can always email the show, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you're a video game player, check me out at my day job at IGN.com. I've got my fingers in uh, many of the pies over there. I'm our previews editor, also reviewing some video games, like uh, Rock Band 4 is the game I'll have reviewed on Monday, uh, so check that out. Also, I would kindly ask that you check out nerdstyles.com. That's a little side project, a uh, little t-shirt line I launched with a bunch of game and geek-inspired t-shirts, as well as one coffee mug, so, uh, you know, holidays aren't too far away if you've got a video game player in your life. My, uh, far, by far the most popular selling design is called Coexist, and it is a little anthropomorphic Xbox controller and anthropomorphic PlayStation 4 controller high-fiving say, hey, we can all, all us video games and video game players can get along. That's, uh, people seem to like that one. So uh, if you've got a gamer in your life, maybe check, take a look at that and uh, help uh, support me. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, Dave T, he of uh, Tesla Motors Club fame, he does a great job every week on the Tesla newsletter. Subscribe to that for free at teslaweekly.com. And I'll give one more mention to my uh, phone number provider, the, the, the whole reason that we're able to have call-ins on the show, lifeonrecord.com. If you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. You can then podcast those recordings or put them into a keepsake, a digital keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. So that'll do it for episode 10. 10 episodes in, getting, uh, getting my sea legs under me here. I'm feeling good about the show. I'm still, I'm having a blast doing this. And I want to thank everybody who's been listening. Hopefully tell your friends. I know uh, I haven't, haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, I've got a few iTunes reviews. If you get a chance, would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. You don't have to necessarily write anything, but just uh, click however many stars you think. The, the reviews do help. Uh, help the show get some visibility on iTunes. So if you've got a few extra moments, would appreciate a, uh, a review on iTunes. And that'll do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you back here for episode 11 next week.